Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again today. We appreciate you watching our broadcast. And thank you for all of those of you who communicate with us and let us know how much this broadcast is ministering to you and helping you to learn who you are in Christ, helping you to learn how to live in victory, helping you to find out that you are to be a winner in life. That's what God wants, because when you're winning in life, it makes Him attractive to the world. Amen. Thank you, audience, for being here with us today. Appreciate you joining in and, and helping me get this message across. So keep pulling it out of me, okay? All right, let's open our Bibles today to John chapter 17. And we began last week talking about walking in divine favor. We're going to continue that lesson today, as well as for the next two weeks. So this will be a four-week study on walking in divine favor. I've taught this many times on this broadcast, but as I said last week, it just never hurts to hear it again. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You know, even when I hear myself preaching it, it stirs me up, praise God. And I've known this for years and years, but it just stirs you up every time you hear it. So hopefully that's what will happen to you today. Let's begin in verse 20. Now this is Jesus, and he's actually praying to the Father. And it says in verse 20, neither pray I for these alone. Now these alone was a reference to his disciples, those that were with him that very day. He says, neither pray I for these alone, but for them also, which shall believe on me through their word. Now, who's he talking about? He's talking about us because I'm a product of what these men preached. They preached it. It went from one generation to another until it eventually reached me. So right there in verse 20, I'm in the Bible. Praise God. You're in the Bible. Hallelujah. I like to say Jesus was looking beyond just those 12, and he saw you and me, praise God. So if you're a follower of Christ, you are included in this prayer. So let's read what else he says, that they may be one as thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou gavest me I have given them that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me. Now, I read all that prayer just to get to this last line. So if you highlight your Bible, highlight this. If you underline it, underline it. Do something so this next verse or this latter part of this verse will jump out at you every time you pass by John chapter 17. Notice the prayer that they will know that thou hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now, the first time I read that was uh, February 1969. I had just surrendered my life to the Lord. And, uh, you know, I've accepted the call to preach. I'm getting ready to shut my business down. I owned an automotive business. I'm about to shut it down so I can prepare for full-time ministry. And so I'm sitting in our little guest bedroom there in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I, where I lived at the time and where my wife and I grew up. And uh, I'm sitting in that little guest bedroom, put a desk in there for me to study. And I read that verse. Now, I, I'm, not, I'm not very uh, spiritually or scripturally educated at this point. I don't know a whole lot about the Bible. 
Now, my wife grew up in this. Uh, she grew up in a Pentecostal church, full gospel church. She grew up in Oral Roberts crusades, uh, T.L. Osborne meeting. I mean, she's, she's been around this all of her life. She got baptized in the Holy Ghost when she was eight years old. And so here I am, I'm reading this, and it looks like to me that Jesus just said, show them that you love them as much as you love me. I thought, there's a misprint in the Bible. <laughs> Somebody has written something in there that don't belong in there. Jesus is praying that you and I will get a revelation of the fact that God loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. Can you fathom that? Can you take that in? I thought that's got to be a misprint. He couldn't possibly love me as much as he loves Jesus. But notice, it's in red. Jesus said it. <laughs> Amen. And Jesus, one of his names is the truth. This is not a lie. This is the truth. The truth is telling us the truth that God loves us just as much as he loves Jesus. Now, folks, when you get a revelation of that, I'm telling you, your days of failure and defeat are over. That means no matter what you've done, no matter what part of town you grew up in, no matter what the color of your skin might be, no matter what culture you came out of, if you make Jesus the Lord of your life, then I promise you, you're going to learn that he loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. And if he loves you that much, then surely you must have favor with him. Praise God. You have right standing with him. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. Amen. That's how much he loves you. I want you to say it out loud. Those of you at home right along with this audience, God loves me. God loves me. Just as much as he loves Jesus. Just as much as he loves Jesus. Now, be careful saying that around religious people. Some of them still have rocks, you know. I mean, you know, the religious people in Jesus' day, they love carrying rocks around with them. They, they were masters at stoning people that didn't agree with them, you know. So religious people, I mean, you talk about make them mad. When you go around saying, God loves me as much as he loves Jesus, the first time I told a group of, I thought were Christians that, I thought they were going to, I thought they were going to push me off a cliff. Who do you think you are? You're three months old in the Lord and you think he really loves you as much as he loves Jesus? Well, that's what the Bible says. Yeah, but we know better. No, you don't know better. Not if you're not agreeing with the Bible. Amen. And it made them so mad that I'd go around saying, did you know God loves me as much as he loves Jesus? Not only that, I have right standing with God and I have favor with God. I'm telling you, I've got it made. Hallelujah. Oh, it'd make them so mad. You know, they wanted me to suffer. They wanted me to, uh, you know, to tribulate and, and, and be poor and sick and, and miserable like they were. I tried that. I didn't like it. That's the reason I got saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. So notice he loves us just as much as he loves his son. And once again, if he loves us that much, then surely we have favor with him. Now listen to something else he says. Before I read this from Numbers, let me give you a, a, a statement, a phrase that you ought to write down and carry around with you. You are the object of God's affection. I love that. You're the object of God's affection. 
In Numbers chapter 6, verse 25 and verse 26, it says that God will make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. Now, I wrote in my Bible after reading that, I am the object of God's affection. He will make his face shine upon me and be gracious unto me. Now, another word for gracious is favorable. The word grace and the word favor are synonymous. So when you talk about the grace of God, you're talking about the favor of God. And here in number six, verse 25 and verse 26, it says that God will be favorable unto you. The Amplified Bible says he will be gracious, he will be kind, he will be merciful, and he will give favor to you. Hallelujah. Folks, when are we just going to believe the Bible? You know, when don't we let the Bible be final authority? Not religious tradition, not what some denomination says, not what grandma believed. We love grandma, but grandma might have been wrong. Amen. (laughs) So we got to believe what the Bible says. And it says that he will give favor to you. Are you getting this? Praise God. Are you at home getting this? Now, you have favor with God. He wants you to know that he's on your side. He wants you to know that he will never let you down. He will never fail you. Why? Because you have favor with him. You know, think about it in terms of relationship. You know, when you have a relationship with someone, and it is a deep relationship, then you can ask that person for a favor and they'll probably grant it even before they know what it is. Amen? Because of your relationship. You know, uh, Kenneth Copeland, my my spiritual father, and I have had a a long-term relationship, almost 47 years now. And, And we not only have preached together all these years in covenant with one another, our families are in covenant with one another, but we're very close and intimate friends and, uh, we have great respect, mutual respect for one another, one another's office of ministry, one another's anointing, you know, and I know, and I've done it, and he's done it. I know that I can go to Brother Copeland if I needed to and say to him, Brother Copeland, uh, I need a favor, and I know exactly what he's going to say. Okay, what is it? And then usually he'll say this, that's what I'm here for, <laughs> you know? That's what I'm here for. See, that's covenant. Amen. You know, uh, there have been times when my airplane might be uh, in the shop having work done on it, an annual or something, and I needed to be somewhere. I said, Brother Copeland, I need a favor. Can I use your airplane? Well, of course. What's mine is yours. That's his attitude. What is that based on? Relationship. Right. Relationship. Amen. Amen. I remember one time I was preaching in Tulsa at the uh, Maybe Center on, on the Oral Roberts University campus. And there were probably four or 5,000 people in this meeting. And after the, I got through preaching, I invited people to come forward that, that needed prayer for various things. And, and I noticed in the line was a couple who were partners with my, my ministry. I also knew that they were partners with Brother Roberts. They were partners with Brother Kenneth Hagan, Brother Kenneth Copeland. And I knew the church they went to, they were faithful tithers. I knew their pastor. These are givers. And, and, and I knew they owned a, a business that had been quite successful and they were in the prayer line. And I, I recognized them and I, I immediately wondered what is it that they need prayer for? So when I got to them, 
I called them by their name. I said, what is it that you need prayer for? And, and they began to cry. And they said, Brother Jerry, you know us. You know, we're faithful partners with a number of ministries. We're tithers. Uh, God has blessed us over the years and, and said, uh, we are going through the worst financial attack on our business that we have ever experienced. And said, and if something doesn't change soon, we're going to lose everything. Well, boy, the compassion of God came all over me. I said, Lord, this is not right. These are, these are partners. These are tithers. These are covenant people. This is not right. And I remember praying. I, I remember hearing myself pray over them, but I heard something come out of me that I don't ever remember praying quite that way before. I said, as I laid my hands on them, I said, Lord, as a favor to me, turn my partner's financial situation. And, and they said, amen. I said, amen. And they left and took their seat. I mean, you couldn't tell anything had changed in the natural. I mean, we're there in that meeting, you know, uh, there wasn't uh, thousand, uh, thousands of dollars fall from the sky into that auditorium. So we couldn't tell anything had changed in the natural. But I, I remember walking away thinking, Man, I don't remember ever praying like that before. As a favor to me, Lord, change my partner's financial situation. Well, I got home. I, I had several other meetings, but I got home, and this is about a week later, and they called me. They said, Brother Jerry, we just had to call you and tell you what happened. Said, we have had the greatest financial breakthrough we have ever experienced in our lives, and we just want to thank you for your prayers. And I rejoiced with them over the phone. And when I hung up, I said, Lord, that sure was quick. He said, well, didn't you ask me for a favor? And I remember saying to him, Lord, you mean I carry that much weight with you? He said, you have no idea how much weight you carry with me. I thought, I'm going to start praying this way more often, praise God. He said, well, just remember now, when you ask me for a favor, I might ask you for a few. Right. Amen. That's right. That's right. And he has, you know, God wake you up in the middle of the night. Say, I need you to get up and pray for somebody as a favor to me. Yes. Huh? You got to reciprocate. That's right. Amen. God may ask you for a few favors. Well, be obedient, do them quickly and quietly. Isn't that the way you want God to respond to your prayer <clears throat> quickly and quietly? Praise God. Amen. <clears throat> Excuse me. So once again, we have favor with God. That means uh, we, we carry weight with him, praise God. Not based on anything we've done, but based entirely on what Jesus did. Can you say amen? amen. The favor that you and I have with God, we didn't earn it. Let your neighbor say, I didn't earn this. Say, I didn't do a thing. No, it was Jesus who earned it for you. It was Jesus who bought and paid for it. So, your responsibility is to receive it. Don't fuss with it. Don't fight it. Receive it. Enjoy it and learn how to walk in it for the rest of your life. I, I want to also remind you that favor, since it can't be earned, it's a gift. Amen. Amen. How do you respond when someone wants to give you a gift? I'll show you how you respond. Uh, Vic, stand up right here. Just stand up right there. I give you this $20 as a gift. 
Do you notice he reached for it? I, this is not just an illustration. It's yours. I'm giving it to you. It's a gift. Anybody else want to play? No. It was a, it's a gift. I give it to you. And did you notice? He didn't say, I'm so unworthy. I don't deserve that $20. Oh, Brother Jerry, I'm just a worm in your sight. No. He reached for it immediately. That's the way you ought to uh, be about the favor of God. If God is saying it's a gift, say, I receive it. Come on, reach up there like that and say, I receive it. It's mine. Amen. I have the favor of God. It's a gift from God. Amen. It belongs to me. Once again, not because I'm so good, but because he's so good. Praise God. Can you say amen? So you're the object of God's affection. He's given you his favor as a gift. Your responsibility is to receive it, enjoy it, and learn how to walk in it every day of your life. When you learn how to walk in the favor of God, you're going to find that needs will be supplied like never before. Praise God. You're going to find that a lot of the struggling you've gone through is going to cease. Praise God. You just have this confidence that if God is on my side, if I have favor with him, then why wouldn't he supply my need? Why wouldn't he answer my prayer? Amen. Why wouldn't he take care of me? Now, I ask you this question. Isn't it wonderful having the favor of God? Somebody give him a good shout of praise. Amen. Now, let's define favor for a moment. What is the favor of God? Um, I want to give you four definitions here of what the favor of God is. Number one, it's God granting goodwill to us. It's God granting goodwill to us. Another word for goodwill is kindness. It's God granting his kindness to us. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall grant thee or give thee the desires of thine heart. You know, religions made it hard to receive anything from God. But he says, just delight yourself in me, and I'll give you, not only fulfill your needs, but I will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. I'm telling you, God is good. Number two, what is the favor of God? Number two, it's God bestowing his love on you as a token of his regard for you. It's God bestowing his love on you as a token of his regard for you. Romans chapter five and verse eight, but God commendeth his great love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The message translation says, by offering his son, while we were no use of no use whatsoever to him, he loved us anyway. Praise God. Amen. Amen. When we were of absolutely no use to him, he loved us anyway. Hallelujah. Jesus says in John 14, 14, that because God loves us so much, if you ask anything in my name, he will do it. Psalm 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open under their prayers. That's God bestowing his love on us. Number three, the favor of God represents preferential treatment, preferential treatment. God wants, God wants to show you preferential treatment everywhere you go. I experience this all the time. People are amazed at it. You know, I expect it. Yes. 
Now, I don't go anywhere and saying, uh, by the way, I'm somebody special to God. I'd like a little special treatment here. I never do that. You know, but I go into everything I go into with the attitude I have the favor of God and that I can't expect preferential treatment. I've gone at times to the airport and, and have to make a trip that wasn't scheduled and find out there's, you know, no seats available on that flight. Uh, but I need to get on that flight. I need to be somewhere. And I just go to the airport expecting the favor of God That's right. and get out there and get in, you know, go up to the counter. And I'm sorry, there are no seats left on that, on that flight. And I just say under my breath, well, favor opens doors that no man can shut. Amen. Favor produces seats that don't exist. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And it wouldn't be but a few moments. Another lady come out there and say, uh, oh, Brother Jerry, uh, I want your television program. Here's, what can we help you with? Well, I need to get on this flight. And uh, they say there's no seat. Wait a minute. I'll be right back. And come back and say, we just had a cancellation. I thought there was a cancellation on this flight. And it's a first class seat. Would you like to have it at economy price? I say, that's the favor of God. She said, I knew you were going to say that. You know, <laughs> That's preferential treatment. Now, if that only happened once to me, it'd be a coincidence. But it happens all the time. It happens all the time. I had one time in Nigeria, they took a government official off the flight and gave me his seat. I said, that's the favor of God. One time I was flying and the flight attendant came and sat down in the aisle and she said, Brother Jerry, I watch your program all the time. I've got one of your books in my purse. I want you to autograph it for me. I said, I'll, I'll do it. She said, as soon as I get through uh, with some duties I have right now. The captain came out and he was going to the toilet and he saw me sitting on the front row. He said, Brother Jerry, hey, I'll be back in just a moment. He came back and he sat on the floor with the flight attendant and we talked and preached and talked about God's favor. And, and then they got up and went about their duty. And the guy sitting next to me said, I don't know who you are, but I ain't had any service since you got on this plane. <laughs> I said, well, it's the favor of God. He said, whatever, I need some. You know, <laughs> amen. The favor of God will give you preferential treatment. Now, my time is, is uh, just about up, but let me give you that fourth one. The favor of God represents advantage. God will give you advantage. Advantage means having something working for you that the rest of the world knows nothing about. Isn't that excitement? Advantage, praise God. Well, uh, there's so much more I want to share with you, so we'll have to continue this on next week's broadcast. I want you to watch this announcement now, and I'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. But don't you forget to tune in next week because we're going to take it up right here and continue talking about walking in divine favor. Watch this. I'll be right back. God's amazing favor on His people can open doors, change rules, bring promotion, and cause you to excel in every way. In the book, Walking in Divine Favor, Jerry Savelle shares revelation knowledge about just how favored you are. You can learn to walk in expectancy of doors being opened that otherwise seem impossible. There is no limit to what God's favor can do in your life. 
In the three-CD teaching, Expect God's Favor in Your Life, Jerry Savelle shares biblical insight and personal examples of God's favor that will cause you to walk in a higher level of this life-changing spiritual force. Discover how God has surrounded you with a shield of favor that will protect you from the enemy's attacks and bring you increase. Request the Walking in Divine Favor package, including Walking in Divine Favor and Expect God's Favor in Your Life today. Don't wait, call, or go online to jerrysavelle.org. Develop your faith and expectation for God's favor to manifest today. And don't forget the resources we're making available to you this week. The book, Walking in Divine Favor, has so much more material than I'm able to cover on the broadcast today. And then expect God's favor in your life, three CDs. Each one of these are anywhere between 45 minutes to an hour long. And of course, we can go more in depth with this revelation on the favor of God. So order now. Don't delay. Order now. You know, one of the worst things you can do is procrastinate. You need, if, you're, if you don't know how to walk in the favor of God, then don't wait till next week. You'll forget about it. Sit down right now while this is fresh in your thinking and place your order. You can look at the information that's on the screen. You can write, you can call, you can go onto our website and place your order for these resources and we'll get them to you just as quickly as we possibly can. Also, I want to encourage you to ask for our Adventures in Faith magazine. This comes out each quarter with articles by me, my wife, and uh, some guests as well. And it's a continual teaching. It's one of the ways that we can continue to impart into your life along with the television broadcast, there's something you can put in your hands and, and read, carry around with you. In fact, many times people tell me your article uh, in the Adventures in Faith was exactly what I needed to hear. So it's free, uh, no subscription rate. So all you got to do is just log on and say, I'd like to receive the Adventures in Faith magazine. Also, if you'd like a, a list of all the other resources we have, you can ask for that. Partnership, you want to be a partner with this ministry? You want to be one of those that, that uh, help us on a monthly basis, support regularly to reach nations all over the world? You can do that. Log on and ask how to become a partner. In fact, I had someone ask me the other day, Brother Jerry, I've been going on that Jerry Savelle Ministries app, and I can't find out how to be a partner. Could you help me find out how to be a partner? Well, I just happen to know how to do that. So I told her, praise God. Amen. And she said, I've been wanting to be a partner for a long time. Partners, thank you for all that you do. You're such a blessing to this ministry. And we pray in the name of Jesus that the same favor that I walk in, that this ministry walks in, that you'll walk in it and you'll have the same uh, extraordinary testimonies that we have about the favor of God showing up in your life. Send us your prayer request. If you're believing God for the impossible looking situations, we know how to pray. Our team knows how to pray, not only here in our office in America, but our offices around the world. So we're here to help you learn how to become the winner that God has called you to be, teach you how to walk in God's favor, teach you how to enjoy the blessings of God. I'm telling you, we're here to help you become all that God wants you to be. So take advantage of that. Thank you once again for joining with us, audience. I appreciate you being here today. You, you make it so much easier for me to minister to the folks at home. 
Thank you, and we pray over your lives, over your families, over your businesses, your churches and ministries in the name of Jesus. And I declare by the prophetic word of the Lord over all of you that 2016 is your year for a great breaking loose. Hallelujah. Things are going to break loose in your life this year like never before. Thank you once again for joining us. We'll see you again next week. And remember... According to 1 John 5, 4, it's my favorite scripture. Your faith will overcome the world. I'll see you again next week.